Today is Wednesday, December 6th. The title for our devotional is The Life Revealed. So yesterday I tried to give you the big idea and the overall structure of the passage. Today let's dive into the meaning of the big idea. Yesterday we said that the big idea was found in verse 2, where John says that the life was revealed. So today what we're going to do is kind of just explore what he means by that, by saying the life was revealed. So let's dive into this meaning a little bit. The two things we'll hone in on today are one, the identity of the life, and two, the meaning of revealed. First, the identity of the life. Unfortunately, the simple explanation of the reference to the life being Jesus himself in his incarnation simply won't work with the grammar. The what in verse 1 and 3 is in the neuter. Remember, verse 1 says, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, that life was revealed. And in verse 3, he begins with what we have seen and heard, we also declare to you those what's are in the neuter. If it were referring to Jesus in his incarnation alone, or even the word at the end of verse 1, it would have to be in the masculine form. If it were referring to life, it would have to be feminine. It's annoying, I know. Uh, that being the case, the most likely referent that John has in mind here is the incarnate Christ along with the meaning of the incarnate Christ. This then includes his teaching on the kingdom of God and the meaning of his atoning death and subsequent resurrection. The referent then is the gospel. God's story of redemption and salvation worked out through all of history, ultimately centered on, focused on Jesus, culminating completely in him. Although the word gospel doesn't appear in these verses, it's a neuter noun and would therefore take a neuter pronoun, which is what John uses here. This also makes sense of the reference later in verse 2 to the eternal life as what John has seen and testifies and declares. I'll support this idea more tomorrow and next week. But for now, it's important to keep that in mind. It's not solely referring to the incarnate Christ, but to the incarnate Christ along with the meaning of the incarnate Christ. It seems as if John is writing to the churches to correct erroneous teaching on the gospel. Some of these false teachers had denied that Jesus came in the flesh, as 1 John 4, 2 says. Some of these false teachers had affirmed that physical life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, but had misconstrued the true meaning of the incarnation, teaching, life, death, and resurrection, as 1 John 5, 1 seems to suggest. We must affirm both to be children of God. Again, we'll talk about this more next week. Next, let's look at simply the term revealed. This term and its translation is the primary reason that I'm reading out of the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Normally, I teach out of the NIV or the ESV. I like the translation revealed much better than the NIV's appeared because appeared connotes an idea of came into existence or quickly was visible and then went away. These are not the connotations that John has in mind with this term and we'll explore that more tomorrow. The ESV's tran translation of this term is made manifest which is probably more aligned with what the meaning is in the Greek, but it's really clunky. I mean, nobody says that today, right? When was the last time you were used the term, this was made manifest in your daily life? Nobody says it. The Greek word means reveal, cause to become visible, made known, exposed publicly. And that's the idea that John's getting at with this term revealed, is that the life was revealed, the gospel was revealed, Jesus. Reflection time today. I'm just going to read over the text one more time. And as I do, keep in mind uh, what John 
most likely means here by the life was revealed. That it's the incarnate Jesus, but also the meaning of the incarnate Jesus. That is his teaching, his life, his death, and his resurrection. That is the meaning of the gospel. God's redemptive plan culminating in Jesus that has been in the works throughout history and all time, but ultimately finds its fulfillment in Christ. So, let me read it one more time and keep that in mind. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, that life was revealed. And we have seen it and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard we also declare to you so that you may have fellowship along with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete.